Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. I'm Raina Starr, and I'm having computer problems, and I am trying to retrieve my co-host, so bear with me as I try to do that. Okay, uh, the 415 is brought to you by uh, The Wild Hunt and Desperate House Witches. I think my co-host is back in the queue. Hello, co-host. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Ah, with me as always. Is Star Bustamante. Say hello, Star. Hello, Star. Very good. The 415 uh, is a not a PG-rated show either, so you are going to hear some cursing. Um, we apologize if you don't like that, but that is how we roll. The opinions expressed on 415 are those of myself and my co-host, and not a reflection on anyone else or any other entity including one of our favorite entities, the Wild Hunt, speaking of which. It is that magical time of the year. To give the Wild Hunt your support, please check out wildhunt.org. Give them all the love they need so they can continue to be the pagan paper of record. We need them. I need them. You need them. We all need each other. You know how that goes. All right. So please support wildhunt.org as much as you possibly can. Become a member. Contribute what you can now, but become a sustaining member. Give them money. They need it. They have real journalists, real journalism. That is not cheap, but they do their best on the limited funds they have. Okay. So, we got a big, we got a big one today. Um, first of all, happy World AIDS Day, though that seems rather stupid. Who says happy World AIDS Day, but... We do need to continue to recognize the fact that there are still... Well, yeah, I mean, we still need to recognize the fact that AIDS is a very real thing. I think when uh, time passes and people forget how serious it was, you know, people were just dying and we were losing all of our friends. I don't know anyone who hasn't been touched by AIDS uh, and lost loved ones. So I just wanted to, you know, show a moment of love for that. Thank you for that, Star. Star as my brain. <laughs> all right. So, getting into it, there it wasn't all a shit show this week. Well, some of it was, but not all of it. Okay. So, same-sex marriage legislation. That's an optimistic note, right, Star? It is. It is. Um, it passed the Senate uh, with bipartisan support in a 61 to 36 vote. So it will be going um, on to uh, – it goes back to the House where it's expected to be passed quickly and then will be sent uh, to President Biden to sign into law. And while it's not perfect, it will protect uh, – and so basically the way this will work is that um, same-sex and interracial marriages – that are uh, performed in any other state have to be recognized. Um, right. So it wouldn't necessarily require uh, that states individually allow um, those types of marriages to be performed, uh, but uh, it, it would make them have to recognize it. And this is particularly important when we're talking about federal benefits, you know, things like Medicare, Social Security, et cetera. So it's a very good thing. It provides more protection. Um, th- like if the Supreme Court would have been to uh, to reverse, you know, some of the rulings that, that would destroy it, um, the right to same-sex marriage, uh, this will prevent that from happening. So it's a good, Which it's is, a very good thing. It's not, know, it's not as good as it could be, yeah. but it's a good thing. Yeah, but you know, here's my feeling about it. To be honest with you, 
if you're going to tell other states that they have to recognize same-sex marriages from, from, you know, not their local ones, obviously, but, I mean, it doesn't seem to make a whole hell of a lot of sense um, to not just allow it. Just allow it. Why not just allow it? That's, that, to me, is the thing that makes the most sense. Just allow it, you know? So I, I, I think, think that that's, that's really, really the way to go. go. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. So I mean, I hope that it encourages other states to just go ahead and and why fight it at this point? You're losing you're losing valuable dollars by refusing to let people love who they want to love. I mean, it just doesn't make any. But. It is a yeah. good it is I, a good law. It it now makes sure that you are protected. Although, you know, I, I think it could have gone further. It should have gone further. I know a lot of people also believe it should have gone further, yourself included. But you know what? We can't we can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. We have to take this good legislation and hopefully one day when we get control of everything again build on it, you know, and, and well, really institute. Rather than, us, rather than us having control of everything, I would just like to see some actual, you know, I mean, this had uh, uh, a fair amount of, of uh, bipartisan su- support. Uh, and I would mm-hmm. like to see, you know, I have no objection to there being people that disagree with, uh, oh, yeah. you know, whatever my viewpoint is. Um, but I mean, the Republican Party has become rabid and white supremacist and just really pretty awful. Yeah. So I look forward to a day when, the, you know, when that's not the case and we, we can actually do, we can have, yeah. you know, meaningful discussion on things that we disagree about. Um, but yeah, but oh, overall, it's a good thing. I mean, this this offers uh, some protection, not as much as some of us would have liked, but you know, um, we'll take it. Uh, so yeah, so there, there's yeah. that. Absolutely. All right. Um, but so, I think, you know, that it's, a, it's also important to, um, and, and yes, I agree with you. Not everyone has to agree with us. Of course not. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, people are always allowed to have their own opinions, but they can't have their own facts. And we live in a society, and we have to learn to live even with the people we don't like who don't like us. And I, I feel it's important to not necessarily expose hatred, but, you know, other people's hatred, I just feel like there shouldn't be a platform for it, not for hatred. You know, I dislike Trump supporters all day long, but I get along with them in real life because when it's in real life, you're dealing with a human being. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. But, you know, the hate really needs or people need to find a better way to channel it as opposed to, you know, tearing down same-sex marriage because they don't like it. It's against what they want to believe. Okay, fine. But, you know, same thing goes with for not just same-sex things or interracial things, but also pagan things, which brings me to our next stop, which is the Festival of Yule uh, situation that's going on in Alabama. Seriously, what... Didn't we just go through this elsewhere where Christians were trying to stop a pagan festival? I mean, is this the new path now? Um, well, apparently it is. Um, and yes, we did just go through. Uh, we did just go through all go through this with a, a an event in uh, Texas, which actually they were successful in uh, in getting that event uh, pretty much. Uh, canceled. Uh, but this was in uh, Tuscumbia, Alabama, and um, there it was a, it was a very small group of people who were um, depicting uh, this festival of Yule, which last year was held in um, the city across the uh the bay or well not bay river 
and uh, because they couldn't uh, they couldn't get space. I think it was Florence is where it was held. Uh, but anyway, so they decided to, to move it, you know, closer to where their their businesses were. And uh, some local church leaders basically said that it was satanic and um, they were uh, pushing this out online and then uh, were harassing the city council. And so the city council allowed them to voice their their concerns, but, you know, made it clear that it wasn't um, it wasn't a comment period on and that would affect the outcome because they'd already issued a permit for the event. But I mean, holy moly! You listen to the to the comments um, because you you can go to the to the wild hunt and um, you you can you can actually watch the 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 council meeting and um, I mean just the the amount of vitriol and just I mean it's horrifying. Uh, one pastor said that you know that it was um the he didn't want another anti christmas celebrate celebration i don't want a pagan holiday i know we have them uh, you know but i don't want us to have any more pagan holidays and then you know another <laughs> asshole said said that um you know that basically said that that christianity was superior to every other belief system uh well, we know you know, and called paganism. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Um, but you know, I mean, but the good news is is that um, the festival of Yule had already been approved by the city. Um, you know, the city council was was behind them. The majority of the police force was behind them. Um, but so, if you happen to be in that part of the country close to Tuscumbia. Um, there, the Yule Festival is this Saturday, uh, and it runs all day. I think it runs from like noon until 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time, which is the time zone that they're in. So I would um, I would urge anybody in that area to, you know, to uh, to go check them out and just to show your, your support because it was just – I mean, and the the woman who's the organizer for this, uh, Kendall Gilchrist, is about as sweet a person as you could possibly want to meet. I mean, she is just she's just she's sweet as can be, and she's like, I'm not backing right. down. <laughs> right on. So yeah, I like that. I like that. Don't fucking back down. You know. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. hatred. Oh yeah. Might as well. Don't know where I want to go next. I mean, we got a we got a bounty of hate. <laughs> we can either go to um, uh, Oath Keepers or we can go to anti-Semitism. You pick one. We're going. Let's deal with I'll the take, anti-Semitism. I'll take, yes, I'll take anti-Semitism for for a hundred, Alex. All right. Um. <laughs> oh man, this shocked me. I have to tell you, this one shocked me. Because I, you know, it, it's so to me because a lot of Trump supporters happen to be Jewish, and a lot of Trump supporters happen to be based out of Israel. So I found all of this very fucking fascinating. Oh, by the way, there's cursing on this show. I don't know if I made that clear earlier. It should be clear now. You did. <clears throat> but, yeah, and shout out to Margo. Hey, Margo. Um, just saying hi. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... You know, I thought anti-Semitism was really like a done deal a long time ago. I mean, there's always going to be people who hate other people. Um, but, boy, it's made a comeback. It is, it is comeback like a freight train. What's going on, Star? You found some interesting uh, stuff from Resume Builder. What did you find? Well, uh, actually, this came to me from uh, – from our uh, queen of all things, uh, Internetty, and who uh, Stacy, ah. who does uh, all of our uh, social media uh, stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, of course. So, Resume Builder had a survey 
that they published that shows that one in four hiring managers say they are less likely to move forward with Jewish applicants, okay? (laughs) Um, 26% of hiring managers said this. I mean, that is a stunning... Uh, that is a stunning amount, um, and it just gets worse from there. Thirty-three uh, percent said that an- anti-Semitism is common in their workplace, and twenty-nine percent say that anti-Semitism is acceptable in their company. That's almost a third of the mm-hmm. respondents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and. When asked, you know, why they believe or how they would, you know, how they would come to believe that an applicant is Jewish, um, over half said it was because it was directly stated by the applicant. So no surprise there. Um, But 35% said that, you know, they assumed it um, based on their educational background. 33% or a third said it was their last name. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 28% said it was, um, you know, due to the, um, their past or current experiences, the applicant's experience with Jewish or organizations, but 26%, okay, a quarter, over a quarter said it was, um, based on their appearance. Um, and really? I mean, they're... This thing is really, I mean, this thing is really awful. You you would have to um, actually, um, y- you need to go and check out the, the article, and I'll post it on, on the Desperate House Witches page. But, um, you know, I mean, and then the reasons that they gave um, for having such a negative bias um included that that Jews have too much power and control. That was 38%. Um, Their claim to be the chosen people, also 38%. And that they have too much wealth, that was 35%. Um, And then, I mean, some of the other, those were the top three answers. But also um, some of the things that people said were because Jews are greedy, because Jews killed Jesus, um, that they were an inferior race that they were oppressors, um, and that they were less uh, capable. Now, (laughs) all of those answers were in the 15 to 20% range of of applicants. I mean, that's just horrifying. Um, Another 23%, you know, 23% of the people that responded to the survey, said that they wish that their industry w- would have fewer uh, Jewish employees. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just pretty, uh, pretty horrifying, th- these numbers. Oh. And it's rampant within education and entertainment. Um, of 48% of hiring managers in both education and enter- entertainment say, said that anti-Semitism is common, while a staggering 45% said that in business that they're in businesses that it's acceptable within their in their workplace. Also, mm-hmm. 17% have been told mm-hmm. by their own leadership not to hire Jews. I mean, you know. We wow. have not seen this level of of uh, anti-Semitism in this country uh, since going back to the beginning of World War II. I mean, this is, you know, this is, these numbers are horrifying, and so, you know, I mean, and and there are other sure. examples of it though too. Okay, I want to, I want to, okay. here's. Here's something else. Um, well, I mean, if you go on, if you spend any time on social media, th- this is not going to come as much of a surprise, I don't think, to anybody that's on social media with any regularity, because it, it it fucking abounds. Okay, but just today, uh, there was a um, an article published by Florida Politics where um, a woman who is Jewish 
has every year that her kid has been uh, been in school, um, she has come and explained what the Jewish Festival of Lights is all about, you know, Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. without any, like, real, you know, no religious, you know, emphasis or telling them what they should believe or whatever, but just explaining what the traditions and, and culture around uh, Hanukkah is. You know, like what food do they eat, you know, how they display a menorah and the kind of toys that are given, yada, yada. You know, she's not mentioning God. She's not really talking about religion. She's talking more about the cultural aspects of it. And sure. <clears throat> the school said, no, no, you can't do that because it um, it would violate the, the new um, parents' bill of rights. Um. Now, keep in mind, this is a school that has all kinds of Christmas activities. <clears throat> they have Christmas trees up all over the place, yada, yada, which naturally, once the press got a hold of this, uh, the school kind of reversed itself. But, I mean, you know, it's just horrifying. Florida. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is becoming, oh, yeah, so, yeah, no shock. It's fucking Florida, um, the dumpster fire of, of the southeast although it's in tight competition with many other states these days. Indeed. indeed. Um, yeah, so so there's that. So, I mean, these things are happening more and more, and as I say, every time that we talk about stuff like this, every time we see it, we have got to fucking call it out. We have got to call it out. We've got to say, no, 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 this is not cool. You know, and, and I don't care if it's your belief or it's somebody else's belief. You know, when uh, if it's a minority belief and they're refusing to accommodate them in any reasonable way, then we've got to stand up and call it out the same way we would, whether it's whether we're talking about religious discrimination, you know, um, you know, dis- disabled discrimination. I don't care. I don't care what it is. If you're a person, if you are a human and you have a pulse and you have the ability to speak out in some way, fashion, or form and you see this shit happening, you have got to, you have got to speak out. You've got to because we're, I'm seeing just way too many things that are just super, super disturbing. So, um, but yeah. So oh, there's I that. Agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it's interesting to me because, I feel like anti-Semitism, racism, all kinds of bigotry, it's, again, that position of, well, if we allow anything that's not like us to exist, we have to accept everything that's not like us. And I think the hardcore Trump fight fundamentalists really believe that. And, you know, I got into a huge argument with somebody a week ago because they decided to go off on a rant about immigration and, you know, we don't help our own people. Why are we helping them? I'm like, oh, my God, you're a fucking moron. But you're not allowed to say that in polite company. So I basically had to say I don't agree with any of what you just you are woefully excited. Um, but, you know, this is a situation where I have to be in a public space with this person. So, you know, being a person who somewhat diplomatic, I have to maneuver such a thing so that we can continue to do what we are required to do for our daily life. But anyway, um, it just seems like another one of those dog whistles of, they're not like us either. We have to get rid of them, too. And, you know, I think once you start accepting other people, you realize that other people are fantastic and you need them in your life because otherwise you're living in a fucking echo chamber. And echo chambers are very, very dangerous. They kill societies. They kill other people. Um, This is a very Trumpian way to think. I, I mean, it's not that Trump made everyone racist bigoted, obviously not, but he made it okay to say it out loud and to celebrate it apparently. And this to me is the part that is the disturbing thing because you're not going to change 
who people are inherently if they're if they're wanting to be assholes, they're going to be assholes proudly. But the fact of the matter is, I remember when people were too embarrassed to say shit like this. You know, I, I is it good to know where the disgusting people are? Yeah, I'm just really heartbroken that there's so fucking many of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're absolutely correct. But it, it it's here and I think for the time being it's here to stay and the only thing that we can really do is we have to call it out, call it out. whenever we see it. Call it we have out. To call it out and That's we have, you know and I mean um uh yeah. It's just bad. Yeah, um, it's just it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, it's it obviously again Trump didn't make people racist. Not, re- of course not. People had to have that inside of them to begin with. But he did make it okay in some weird fashion. Um, so yeah, we have to fight it. We have to argue about it. We have to point it out because it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. You have no idea who's going to be there to help you when shit goes down. If you've ever been in a situation where you've had an emergency or you've needed some kind of help, are you going to stop that person when they're coming to help you and say, oh, by the way, are you Jewish? Um, are you related to anyone who's gay? Um, are, you, are you married to someone of color? I mean, are you really going to stop and ask these fucking questions, you morons? Sorry. Anyway, before we continue, yeah. just wanted to remind everybody about the Wild Hunt. Please check out wildhunt.org. Give them all your support. This is the time of giving, so please give to wildhunt.org. Yes, my dear. So, um, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a recommendation uh, for um, for everyone, and that is to check out uh, Maria Ressa, who wrote "How to Stand Up to a Dictator." She is a uh, uh, Filipino and American journalist. Uh, she's been making the rounds on the talk show. She's uh, they interviewed her, I think, yesterday on NPR. She was on Colbert uh, a few nights ago. Um, one of the things that she said is, is something that I always say, and that is that we have to hold the fucking line. Okay, she did not say fucking, just to be clear, um, but she did say, you know, that we have to hold the hold the line and we have to continue to press, you know for facts and the truth, because without those, democracy fails. So her book is How to Stand Up to a Dictator. I have not read it yet, but I, it is on my list to get. So I'm just going to plug that right there because, um, you know, uh, she survived what happened in, uh, in the Philippines, and uh, she actually yeah. won a Nobel Prize for her work. Uh, she's, she's fucking fantastic, and she is the gold standard that uh, all of us who write uh, aspire to. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Um, okay, so we've got that part done. Let's see what we have. You want to go over to the Oath Keepers? Let's talk about the Oath Keepers. What was that situation about? Well, our darling Oath Keepers being the seditious <laughs> bastards that they are, um, and white supremacists, um, they, two of them, were uh, convicted uh, on charges of uh, seditious conspiracy. And um, I don't I don't know if they've sen- sentenced them yet or not. Let me just look real quick. Um, it's out there. But while uh, you're looking for that, have you found it yet? Are you still looking? Um, I found it. Um, nice. Both uh, both Stuart uh, Rhodes and uh, what's that darling other darling's little name uh, Kelly Mags were both convicted uh, of uh, seditious conspiracy, and that carries a maximum sentence of twenty years in prison. Now, naturally, Rhodes attorneys. Uh, say they plan to appeal, but I mean this sends a huge message to especially those higher up in um, 
government that, you know, the people that endorsed uh, the January 6th rally and who egged these people on, there's a very good chance that, uh, you know, they might be a little nervous right now. They might be a little nervous. I think they might be. I hope they are. I think they I might. Like I think they might ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, yeah, I would like to see Oath Keepers and their entire organization hit the fan in no uncertain terms. These people are horrible fucking people. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's just too much. All right. Well. <laughs> Let's bring us take us to the next the next point of of positive news. All right. Okay. Well, this is the part I like. So you know, Nancy Pelosi is no longer going to be Speaker of the House. Um, You know, things have shifted in not the greatest way for us necessarily, but it's not as bad as Republicans thought it was going to be for Democrats. Ha ha. Suck it, bitches. Anyway. the minority speaker, because the Democrats will be in the minority um, come January 20th, 19th, January 3rd? Am I? Oh, I thought it was like the 19th. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of, oh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'm wrong. But You're anyway, thinking of Hakeem the inauguration. Jeffries, oh, okay. Well, Hakeem Jeffries, yay! is going to be the minority leader. So he is going to be the first um, minority leader of color. Yay! And younger. Please, I'm sorry. Listen, I love Nancy Pelosi, but, you know, it's time to move (laughs) to this century. I'm just saying. No hate, but we need an upgrade. And I'm very happy that we finally have someone who is not white and old. This to me is a relief. We need fresh blood. We need fresh ideas. We need, we need fresh attitudes. We need someone who's going to rally from a totally different um, standpoint as opposed to the good old clubs that we've been used to in politics. I'm very excited, actually, that, that Hakeem Dressers is going to be uh, the minority speaker. I'm, I'm I'm really stoked about it, and um, you know I believe only Jim Clyburn um, had been person of color and power, you know, high up in the in the party uh, until now. I mean, he, this this is great. So I'm I'm super stoked about that. Yay! So that was a good spot. Um, but we also wanted to mention the fact that COVID's not over. Um, yeah, oh, I know wait, I'm wait, all wait. over the place. Oh, wait, wait, never mind. We won't go there yet. Where are we going now? We are going to talk about the special prosecutor. So um, about the middle of uh, last month, the 18th, actually, uh, Garland, who's the um, head of the Justice Department, appointed... Jack Smith, as a special prosecutor, um, and if 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 certain parties weren't concerned about where the, some of these trials might be going, they really yeah. should be concerned with this piece of information because Jack Smith, um, you know specializes in war crimes, uh, has served on the Hague, uh, or in the Hague, I should say, um, in the, and that's the International Criminal Court, for those of you who might not be aware. Um, when I saw that, I thought, oh, my God, he is, this is a terrific choice. Um, The fact that this is who Garland chose, I think, is, is, is sends a huge message. And then if you add that with our, you know, little friends, the Oath Keepers, being charged with uh, seditious conspiracy, um, you know, one of the things, and I, I want just real quick, I want to I want to explain this because I think a lot of people don't understand, um, and especially anybody who spends any time on um, 
social media, especially Twitter, who follows like what's going on for news and 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 all of that. Um, you yeah. will see people complaining over and over and over again that you know why isn't you know Merrick Garland fucking doing anything? They're not you know they're not pursuing uh-huh. any of the um, higher ups. And and I know we've talked about this before. Else? There's, well, there's been a lot of speculation about why 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 is he just not doing it? So yeah, please explain. Right. Right. So um Terry Canefield, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a fantastic resource. She's an attorney. Um she's she explains things really well. But one of the things that she continues to go over again and again and again is that how big cases like this that she kind of lays this out when you when you're talking about the January 6th insurrection and those charges is that she compares it to one of these big mob trials and how how those kinds of investigations go and that is they start at the bottom they pick off the low hanging fruit they get them to flip on the person above them and then they get that person to flip on the person above them and they keep going all the way up to the, until they get to the top of the food chain so the fact that you know we are what um you know uh about 2 years in not quite 2 years in on all of this um suggests that that is exactly what they are doing and uh, the fact that Garland tapped Smith for this is about as good a sign in my opinion that you could ask for because he is not going to he is not going to and he said he said my being appointed to this position is not going to slow down anything and I think if anything, right. it's going to accelerate it. So I think if you have high hopes of Trump and those that enabled him being indicted, charged, and tried, this is probably as about as good a news as you could hope for. So, yep. and you That's can awesome. you can go onto the uh, Justice Department's uh, site, which is justice.gov. And, um, you know, they have a press release on his appointment that gives all of his, his, you know, that gives, and you can download his, you know, everything pertaining to his appointment. But I think that it is, it is a very good thing. And it was a very good day for America when he, when, when he was appointed. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think people are concerned because, Everything is a process, you know, the way you describe the little fish bites on the big fish and then it goes up a chain. I think people are just concerned because they don't understand that is a ver- that can be a very long process. And I think, you know, we're already going into 2023 and everybody is thinking about 2024. And I think everyone is probably concerned that, you know, we've been disappointed in the past. So I think folks are, are maybe not so excited as maybe they would be yeah. if we hadn't seen certain things slide over the last number of years as we had. I mean, you want to talk about a Teflon gone, that kind of has described Trump in a big way and a lot of his supporters too, and it's, it gets frustrating, but I think it's come on, have faith. This is going in the right direction. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And um, it, it, the thing is, is you know, democracy is not. You know, we're not in a speedboat. Okay, we're in a giant, giant, the biggest ship that you that you can imagine. And you know, while you can just zip all around all over the place in a little speedboat, and you can turn on a dime. Okay, well, you can't do that with a fucking battleship or a you know a navy cruiser or whatever the hell you, whatever the hell they're called aircraft carriers. You know, they don't uh-huh. they don't just they can, they don't just say. Yeah. And, and make a U turn. Okay, it doesn't work that way. And our government is not structured to function that way either. Um, So it takes time. When you're talking about a case that is uh, as massive as this one, 
has the potential to be, and with people that possibly that high up in the government. I mean, you know, it's not going to it's not going to be quick. I mean, look at how long it took for you know Watergate, for God's sakes. You know, just because the internet moves fast, our our courts do not. That's not how it works, and we don't want them to That's work so that quickly either. Is you know yeah. because we want them to make sure before they bring charges that they're sure and that they can get yeah. a conviction. You know, um, yeah. So so that that's how things work. That's the way it is. You know, and if you don't like democracy, then I would invite you to you know go live under an authoritarian government and see how that works out for you. Uh, it, it, you won't like it. I'm almost positive you will not like it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I I I, I must say, uh, having discussed this with people from other countries, because I work with a number of people who not born here. Um, yeah, no, America's still great. Sorry, keeping it, love it. You know, is America perfect? No. Is it really fucking great? Yeah. In spite of everything we have been through so far. Um, as far as the things we're allowed to say out loud, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping America, you know, because a lot of people go through that whole, well, I, and I remember this like it was yesterday, if Trump, not Trump, if, if Bush gets elected again, George W. Bush, because his father only served one, um, for those who may have forgotten and who are not old enough to remember, oh, shit, I'm old. But anyway, um, there were a lot of people said that if George W. Bush got reelected, they were going to leave the country up. And, of course, it didn't happen. And then, of course, people said if Trump gets in, I'm leaving the country and nobody fucking left. I think three people left <laughs> in total. Um, I'm being funny, obviously, but... You know, is Canada cool? Yeah, Canada's cool. It's also our neighbor. You can hopefully get back and forth across the border. I don't know what the laws are right now, but, you know, to decide you're going to just go and live in another country, you know, there are good points and bad points. But, yeah, you know what? I'm still American. I'm kind of used to this shit. Um, it's it's always got its ups and downs. It, it's never going to be perfect, you know, hence the term trying to build a more perfect union, although that whole sentence doesn't really matter. more perfect. It's perfect or it's fucking not. But, hey, you know what? I'm not a poet from the 1800s. Or 1700s, actually. So we're just going to skip that. Um, even earlier, as Scar said, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Is, is, it, a, is it perfect? No. Is it ever going to be perfect? No. Um but we strive for it. We do strive for it, and and we don't we don't like authoritarian leadership. We we want democracy, and I believe the people that say they they want authoritarian shit like a Trump uh, who wants to be a dictator. I don't really think they mean it because I don't think they understand what it means. Um, so I take issue with folks who say that oh that would be so great. I don't have to think about it, and this should be a Christian country. No, because I promise you, there's going to be somebody in your life who's not Christian. And you're going to want to protect that person if you have a heart at all. And be careful who you want to exclude. Again, you don't know who's going to be there to help you in your time of need. And um, I don't know. I just I don't understand how people can just – is it a childhood thing where you were abused that you just want to spew all this hate? I don't get it. Did mommy not hug you enough? I mean, I get it. I wasn't hugged enough either, but fuck it. I, I, you know, you go in one of two directions. You either become bitter and angry and hateful, or you become somebody who looks to the world for all the love. I like to look to the world for all the love. Whatever. All right, back on track. Before we start back up, once again, please remember, wildhunt.org, Pagan Paper of Records, they need all your support. We are so lucky to have Wild Hunt. Let me tell you, um, it's, where else are you going to go for pagan news in a real sense on a daily basis? I'm just saying. 
This is actual journalism. It's not a hack job. Opinion pieces are noted as such. So when you read wildhunt.org, you know you're getting actual journalists from actual journalists going out and doing it. Wildhunt.org. All right. Let's move on to Arizona because we got some shit to talk about in Arizona. You wanted to talk about Cochise County first, right? Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about Cochise County. So, um, Cochise County in Arizona has refused to, to complete their canvas and uh, certify their election. They missed a deadline on Monday. Um, and if, if they if they can if they continue to not, uh, the, I think the new deadline is by today. But the state election uh, state elections director uh, Corey Lorick. Um, said, you know, wrote in a letter last week that if um, that Katie Hobbs, who's the secretary, current secretary of uh, of state, but is also the um, governor elect because she ran for for governor and she won the election, uh, that by law she is uh, she's required to approve the statewide canvas by next week. And if she doesn't have, uh, if Cochise County does not certify their county's election and submit their canvas, then their votes won't be included. Now, (laughs) uh, where it gets really interesting is that if they do not do that, it could flip a House seat and the state school chief seat from a Republican winning to a, de- a Democrat winning. And uh, Hobbs filed a lawsuit that uh, asked for uh, Cochise County to, um, to order their election officials to, to certify by Thursday. And, um, you know, I mean, which on one hand, this would be hilarious, right, if Republicans who are refusing to certify their county results in them shooting themselves in the foot and losing a House seat to a Democrat, you know. Um, But on the other hand, um, you know, so as much as I think that's hilarious, it's also really, really bad because it just continues to, um, to confuse the issue and creates doubt in the integrity of uh, Arizona's whole election system, you know, and basically uh-huh. all of these lawsuits that, you know, and the objections of Cochise County is that because other counties had issues with, um, with voting machines, um, that they were relatively minor. It was just printing whatever you checked when you voted it, it printed it out too light for the for the machines to read, and so they said, okay, what we're going to do is, you know, fold your little ballot up, put it in this little box, and we'll send it to headquarters where there are better scanners that will be able to, to read it. And then, of course, uh, Carrie Lake was telling people not to do that, as was the um, Republican leadership in Arizona. Um, but the reality is, is that 17,000 people had to do that and all of their all of their ballots were counted, um, you know. And then there was claims that the system had not been, um, you know, was not properly certified. Um, all of that is incorrect as well. Um, this was largely due to like a certificate. It showed their certificate, the, the company that certifies these machines, as um, as being not that their certification had expired. That was not true. The only way that happens is if it's rescinded, uh, and it was not rescinded. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, I mean, ultimately, if they don't, 
if they don't certify Cochise County, they're shooting themselves in the foot. So, <laughs> I I can't believe that they would be that dumb to let that happen. So I I don't think that's I don't know how possible that is. I mean, yeah, I know. You know, the whole Carrie Lake thing. Boy, talk about a Trump bootlicker. She <laughs> this this woman's a real piece of work. So apparently. Carrie Lake cannot believe that she lost her bid for governor of Arizona. Boy, Arizona's coming up with the hits, aren't they? But apparently this fucking piece of work is preparing to file an election lawsuit next week because she thinks she fucking won. Very reminiscent of somebody else we, we know of who thought they had won when they actually lost. What the hell? Yeah, she she makes me uh, nervous. She's like a rabid. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is already fucking rabid in my opinion, but this one, she's coming up close. I'll tell you what, she uh, she she's this one scares the shit out of me. And then Trump turns around a few days ago and says she should be installed as governor because you know if you kiss Trump's ass, he's going to say oh. My favorite ass kisser, whichever one you are that day. And, uh, you know, here's what I love about the scenario, though. It apparently has come to light that there are not Repub- there are Republicans that exist that do not like Trump. And apparently they got a little bit more honest about it after the midterms. Um, but I will tell you, I don't trust these fucking people. Because when it comes to an election... They don't have to fall in love, but they do fall in line. And that unnerves me because Democrats don't fall in line the way they fucking do. And I'm going to tell my Democratic brethren and liberal brethren um, and everyone else, please, when the time comes, fall the fucking line. Worry about love later. We're so goddamn fickle half the time, we fall in and out of love every 20 minutes. So do the best thing that we can for everyone that we care about and fall in line. Let's get behind whatever the Democrat is going to be or liberal, however it shakes out when election time comes. Let's do the right thing. Let's get together. Let's make an agreement that we're not going to uh, think about only our feelings and who we wanted and who we didn't get. And how upset we are, and we're going to bring the whole thing down because we didn't get what we wanted. And yes, liberals, I'm talking to you. Um, let's do the right thing. Let's just fucking save democracy and, you know, work out the rest later. So, our friends in Georgia have yeah. a chance to make a difference. Yeah. So, yeah. to all you little peeps out there in, in the great state of Georgia that are eligible to vote in the runoff election, which is the 6th of December, okay? So that is next Tuesday. Go vote. If you haven't already voted, go vote for Warnock so that that idiot, Herschel Walker, does not end up being elected. I mean, which... I don't think that he's going to be. I mean, enough Republicans have come out against him now at this point. Um, you know, you know, it's bad when you have high-profile Republicans that are saying, "Yeah, I'll do an ad for for Warnock." Okay, um, you know, and if you think I'm if you think I'm making it up, just Google that, and you will find. You know, there's a whole bunch of ads um, that feature. Uh, prominent Republicans who are like, you know, I'm a Republican and this man is bad, bad, bad. <laughs> He's bad for the party. He's wrong for Georgia. So, yeah. So if you're in Georgia and you are eligible to vote and you have not yet voted, please, for the sake of all that is holy, get your ass to the polls and vote. You know, vote early while you still can. If you can't do that, then get your ass there on Tuesday. Absolutely. And I will say, come on, Herschel Walker is an embarrassment. 
you cannot consider yourself a good Christian knowing what this guy has been accused of and proven to have done. I think that the tally is up to, well, I only know about three abortions. I, I understand there are more. I mean, come on, he's an embarrassment. And I will gladly ridicule anyone I know of who lets this guy get in, and certainly anybody who votes for him. I will per- personally come and ridicule you um, because <laughs> have you heard the guy speak? Have you heard his platform? Have you heard about his life? Do some investigation and really think about if this is the type of person that you feel comfortable with having influence over legislation. I will tell you no. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, no. It's it's I mean, I have great hope that that Reverend Warnock is going to win again. Great man. Definitely deserves his seat. So please support him. Please, please. I have sent money to Georgia to support him. I'm like, you're going to do this. It's going to happen. Make it happen. But do not rest on your laurels. Every vote still counts. Oh, my God, please. Make sure you are voting in every election. I don't care if it's the dog catcher. Vote however you can in any way you can. I mean, if you can't show up in person, do absentee voting obviously within a reasonable amount of time. It's, it's way past time for that now, especially in the Georgia runoff. It's a runoff. Um, but but make make it happen. Just please make it happen. We need that seat. Uh, it's, there, it's ours for the taking. If we all band together and agree that we are not going to hope it happens, we're going to make it happen. Houston. Thank you for listening. Um, there was one thing I wanted to mention. It's completely off topic um, because it's something I find personally upsetting. Um, a young lady named Shanquella Robinson was murdered um, by her friends in Mexico, and we're not talking about it on our news here, and I'm really distressed about it. Um, it's certainly huge local news because she was from where we are, North Carolina, and um, I'm, you know, again, if she was white, it'd be everywhere. It would. And I, I, I want to see Justice Janquel Robinson. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, please look it up because it's, it's not right. We need to be talking about people who go missing, not just. Okay, end of soapbox. Well, I, I will tell you that uh, it has been on the news here. Uh, there has been fairly here. good co- coverage, and uh, national uh, national news picked it up last week uh, as well. So it is getting it is getting some attention. Um, it looks good. like uh, some of the people traveling with her uh, are likely responsible for her her death. Yes. But yeah, yes. so it, it has been getting some some traction up here. Um, I'm glad. So just because, F- just FYI. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, I've I've looked to see how much coverage there has been of this, and it didn't seem like it was as big a deal as it is. And I, I just find it disturbing. We, we still don't know what happened to Asia Degree. And if you don't know who that is, please look it up. Um, you know, I mean, there's just so much that we let – Slide, and and people go missing, and it just seems like everyone is not treated equally, or giving everyone the same interest and care that they deserve. I know, yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? A person of color, oh, not as important as a white person. How is this even possible? But yeah, so please, you know, when you when you hear stuff like this. Please light a candle, send some energy, give a thought to, to the person who's no longer here who was murdered senselessly, no matter who that person is, whether it's a, you know, a trans, a trans woman. Oh, my God, black trans women. Oh, my God. I mean, people are just being killed, and we don't talk about it. We need to talk. So please talk about it. Think about it. Research it. Um, and I hope I hope Shankwella gets justice. I really do, because what was done to her is, 
I can't even. But anyway, we are down to the wire. We yes. are almost out. Up to the month. So I'm going to say, everybody out there, thank you so much for joining us. Please support wildhunt.org. Again, give it all your love. Thanks for hanging out with us for the hour. And uh, the 415 will be back next month. Say goodnight, Star. Good night, Star. All right, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow night with Talos and Govannon. And uh, we will continue speaking of politics. Have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow.